Kyle, I bet you you won't. I bet you a million dollars you won't guess what I'm. Uh, I just finished watching. Uh, succession. No. You. Could, uh, I mean, that's just in a you know cycle of that. So. Could I mean, enthusiasm. Yeah. No. I started that show a few years ago, and then I just couldn't get through it. I love it. Great. I show. I should rewatch it. Uh, I just cringed way too much, and then uh, I've I, just, I have way too many similarity similarities with Larry David. It's probably I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Um, no, uh, I was scrolling through Netflix, uh, as I do, just sitting on my bed, just scrolling to see what was there, and Survivor popped up. Oh, and no. I don't know if you ever watched Survivor with nope. like your family. So we did. We out of. So there's two seasons on Netflix. It's season 20 and season 28. They're on season 41 right now. So 41? Well, they do two a year. It was how they did it, except for they didn't do it for COVID. Um, So out of the first 20 seasons, we probably as a family watched 14 or 15 of them. (laughs) Um, This, I mean, again, this was like the biggest show in the world for like 10 years. So uh, I, I watched... Like, I don't remember. We might have watched the season. I just watched season 20. It was Heroes versus Villains. Dude, Survivor is awesome. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, this is so cool. I never got into those reality competition shows. The only one that we watched was, like, maybe two or three seasons of American Idol. And we never watched that. We never watched singing. So we, my mom and I loved reality TV when I was a kid because I just watched it with her. So we would watch... Big Brother every summer. The whole family would watch uh, Survivor. And then my mom and I would watch The Biggest Loser. And then my mom and I would also, sometimes Matt would watch The Amazing Race. And like that was just what we did. I mean, granted, it was like when I was in like elementary school. So like I just watched TV with my family, I, I, you know, all the time anyway. Like we'd finish the episode and we, I'd go to bed. Um, and it was just awesome. Survivor was easily the best. And then all of a sudden, we just stopped watching. We just didn't care anymore. And Probably because there's 41 seasons. Well, now there is. I think season 41 is right now. Might have. So I think it just, or maybe 42 just started. Probably overexposed, be my guess. Too much. Uh, yeah, it could be. But again, re- I mean, there, I'm going to watch the second ver- uh, one on uh, Netflix. It's. It's brains versus brawn versus no beauty versus brains versus bronze, so there's three tribes. So, I don't, I'm I'm excited. I also looked it up, like you know the websites are like every season of Survivor ranked. I looked at like a few websites just to see like if it was worth my time. And the two seasons on Netflix are like consistently in the top like three. I was like, all right, guess I'll enjoy it. And it's also I, like it's 39 days, but like it's 14 episodes. And then the 15th is like a half hour reunion that they do after the finale. So it flew by. I finished it in like three days. I didn't so, even know Survivor was on Netflix. Just two seasons. The, uh, every season is on Paramount Plus because it's a CBS show. Just found that out. So I might rewatch that. Hmm. Uh, or watch like the newest season. Like watch with everybody. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, and it was also one of those shows like it was an hour long show, but like so every episode is 40 minutes, but it was like the quickest 40 minutes for every episode. So like, I would just like sit there and I'm like, I've watched six episodes in a row right now. <laughs> just like it flew by. It, so I mean, 14 episodes of a show. It's easy. That's, that's a cakewalk. So it's, it's not like watching like a rest development. And there's like 25 episodes. 
But granted, I'll yeah, do that true. all the time. I also just yeah. finished Rust Development, so I was looking for something to just watch. So that would be why I haven't watched any movies this week, because I've been watching Survivor, and I'm going to watch more Survivor. Man, you're missing out. Am I? Yeah, there's always, there's always new, new stuff. There's always good stuff. I think next week. Oh, no, well, I guess Last Night in Soho just came out. I, that's getting okay reviews. And Antlers. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. I don't know. That's one of the ones where I will wait and see. Because it's such a weird movie, I guess. Yeah, or like, it, out it of looks, left field. Yeah, it looks very creepy. I'm ex- I, I'll, I'll watch it in theaters probably and scare myself. Yeah, I don't know. I'll wait and see. See if it's really good. I don't know. I don't think it's gotten really good reviews. Mainly because Dune is the only thing that's dominated uh, the box office in the movie. So, yeah, there's that. So that leads into this uh, episode. Shit. 25? That sounds correct. Hang on. 25. Yep, 25. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, it's just me and Kyle again, like every Friday except for last weekend. Um, where we are talking Dune. We're going to talk a little Denny Villeneuve. Um, and then we're going to do a science fiction movie draft. Uh, where it'll be me and Kyle, and then uh, Matt sent in his movies because Matt wanted to be here, but he is currently at work, so he could not join us. Matt uh, Spirit will be joining us. Yes. So I'll also tell you what Matt, you know, Matt's thoughts after we watch the movie, and uh, so and I have his top five, uh, his list, so I'll just draft for him as well. So it'll be you know easy like that. So, uh, Kyle, Dune. Do you have a synopsis, or do you want me to pull it up real quick? Oh, you could pull it up. I don't have one in front of me. It's a very hard movie to it is. It's summarize a in a couple sentences. You don't really get the whole, the whole rundown. All right. Dude, so it just came out last week? It was last week, yes. Um, it is based off a book from 1965. Big old book. I think 850 pages or something like that. Ugh, I know, right? Um, way too it, long it is also it was also a movie in 1980 something 84 84 that absolute bomb from david fincher did not do no, that because they, david lynch david lynch that's why i meant thank you um and it has been known for the last you know 40 years as one of the most unadaptable uh books to film like ever it's like people talk like that and watchmen are like the two biggest things like you cannot adapt to uh the screen and luckily, watch more cats. Cats is another one. Yeah, it's just you know, it's one of those things that like, it's so. It's not that like this is like it's not like the movie, at least the new one, was confusing. But there's so much going on. Um, so, Dune for 2021. Uh, the synopsis is, Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people as malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence uh, called spice. Uh, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. So this is clearly a part one of a, nobody knows how many part film franchise. It has uh, to be two parts. I People have said three, maybe. But there's also oh, multiple books in this in this be, franchise. So the main story has to be two parts. They can't drag this out. For I would assume movies. so because 
people have looked and it's about this movie ended about 400 pages into the book but again there's more than one book in this franchise so that's why people are like we have no idea how many movies there's gonna be um and like most or all denis villeneuve movies they don't make a lot of money um and this one uh is doing the best of the best start of any movie he's ever had i think it made 40 million in its opening weekend uh which is pretty solid considering it was on hbo max as well yeah, we both saw this in theaters. So, yes. because I said, and I think Matt can agree with me, on a technical level, uh, this might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. Looking at visually, looking at it and watching it, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is incredible. So, I don't know it's if you agree. There. I mean, yeah, it's certainly up there. Uh, to me, the I world just, building is, was very impressive. Yes. So this is an absolutely massive movie. Um, and again, they got the best director in Hollywood. I think we can both agree on that one. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, to it conquer, is. again, an incredibly unadaptable book into a movie. And uh, I mean, I think they nailed it. I gave the movie, I decreased it a little bit, Kyle. I gave it a 95 out of 100. I absolutely love the movie. Um, Matt said that he'd give it around that as well. Um, what did you, I know you gave it something and you lowered it a little bit. I did. I, orig- I was at a 94 that I lowered it to an 89. That's a big, that's a big, a that's more. a big drop. Yes. Um, I'll get into what I didn't care for, uh, later, but yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about what we liked. So the cast I thought was absolutely impressive. Just everybody. I mean, some characters just didn't get a lot of lines cause you know, movie doesn't focus on them, like Josh Zendaya. Brolin or something like that. People are very well, upset that Zendaya was not in the movie a lot. She will be in the second one a whole well, clear, lot, yeah, apparently. Clearly, that's, yeah, that's... Yes, so yeah. Uh, I will people say... People are big mad online. The people that... Uh, the characters that this movie focused on, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac to an extent, and uh, Stellan Skarsgård, I thought were absolutely fantastic. Timothy Chalamet, I thought, was incredible. He was really, he was really good. good. Yeah, I, again, he's a fantastic actor. He's not really going to put in a bad performance. Who I always like, I never had like the best impression of Timothy Chalamet because he spells his name like an ass with two E's and his <laughs> name is Timothy Chalamet. But then I don't know if you saw this, but he had an interview maybe a couple days ago where he said that he used to have a YouTube channel where he modded Xbox 360 controllers. So he'd like spray paint them and everything. Totally swung my perception of him. I love the kid now. I think that's hilarious. And I'm like, you know what? He's got to be, what, 23, 24 years old? Yeah, he's probably our age. Yeah, he can't be much older than us. Tim of... God, he spells his name like an ass. His parents to blame for that one, unfortunately. He's 25. So, yeah, he's... He's about our age. Two years older than me. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, the world building, like you said, fantastic. Like the like the atmosphere, like the size of like some of the ships and like the buildings that they're in. It was. It's it was probably cool. the greatest movie to mix in um, CGI and practical effects. I there think. was a lot of practical effects too. As I you think could tell. like the blending of both of those. I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. Yeah, I mean, the only movie I can up, like compare it to is another Denis movie, Blade Runner. Like, that's the only other movie I can kind of compare it to. But, 
like yeah they do practical effects really well like Stellan Skarsgård floating over the table like you can clearly tell that he was on wires but it looked awesome yeah he was a great villain he was always so so wet in this movie (laughs) it's gross and obviously he's gonna have a bigger role in the second one him and uh Batista which I cannot wait because Batista I mean I think we're pretty cool for the short time that yeah yeah he's a solid actor and I I mean I would love to see more of him because he's such an like a brooding dude like he's very imposing figure yeah I mean he was great in Blade Runner he was he was pretty solid actor in uh Army of Thieves he was he was good in this one so it's I, I like seeing more of him, and yeah, this cast is, I mean, it's massive. It's a massive cast, and they still have like a lot of roles to cast. Yeah, they in the haven't next even movie. shown the emperor yet. Yeah, the emperor, and then I guess the emperor has a nephew that's like that faces off against like supposed to be Timothy Chalamet's like rival or something like that. So they have to cast him too. So there's a lot there that they still have to uh, cast. Um, what what else is there that I mean that really stood out? Um, I thought, I don't know how it was in your theater when I, when you went to go see it, but like, it was very loud and it, my, it, my entire theater was shaking for parts of the movie. I thought that was really cool. It wasn't like the sound design loud. And the sound mixing was awesome. Yeah. It wasn't tenant loud, which th- I, that will stay the loudest movie I've ever seen in my life. This was loud, but like, it wasn't loud that I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's loud. Like, that's and part of the issue could be that the shitty theater that I go to different i've noticed that different theaters i go to some are louder than others yeah and i, I go to this a much one better that I was theater in, than you so yeah this one the one i go to is really dumpy and a piece of shit so but i think the one i was in was the really loud theater and yeah, yeah we were really in the shaking, big one which i love i love the uh when, when the theater shakes yeah uh i don't know i mean maybe one scene like the attack scene um was probably the loudest part um but yeah, the sound design. I think it's Hans Zimmer. Did yeah, this. he did the score. Which I mean, I think we can both agree it wasn't his best work. But that's hard no, it to was fine. With. But it, it was still really good. Memorable. No, it wasn't uh, the Dark Knight trilogy level. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, I forget that's him too. Yeah, that's a great one too. That's a great theme. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably his best. Uh, Interstellar. That was a good one too. He had good music in his Really, everything he's done has been good. Like, this wasn't bad. It just wasn't up there with top tier. No, so. this is... It's classic Hans Zimmer, but it's not a classic Hans Zimmer. Ooh, look at that. Go me on that one. That one felt good. <laughs> Clip that. Yep. <laughs> well, that one, felt, that one felt great. I'm going to use that later. Um, the... I, I, I want to talk uh, about the, the sandworms. Oh, those look sick. Those were oh, the so ones cool. in the original Dune looked like penises. This one, these looked really cool. Yeah. So you've seen the original Dune. Yeah. Um, how does that sucked. compare to this? Uh, that, that one sucked. I didn't understand anything that was going on. This one, like, while like I didn't, the story wasn't like crazy engaging. I didn't think it made. I actually was understanding what was going on. Yeah, I never. Because it took its time. Yeah, uh, and that's like always been the biggest thing with Dune is people are really confused people who read the book and then watched the 1984 movie watching this. I was never really confused. They use, which they, was don't good. get me wrong. They use a lot of really big words. That I didn't understand. Oh, they certainly use as, a like, lot of words. Plot, and, yeah. I understood what was happening. Like, yeah. At and all times. there's not a, like, there's probably one thing that happens in this movie. Um, but I, like you said, like it's not a big plot movie, 
At least this no, one. next one lot. will be. But I was happens, interested which... for every single second of this movie. And that's what I was really happy about. It's because I know it's, it's Denis. He can get a little like slow and boring at times. But this one, I loved every single second of it. And I know it was a little bit boring of a movie. Like people are just going to say, oh, there was two and a half hours of Timothy Chalamet, you know, saying gibberish and then dreaming about Zendaya. Like, I don't care. Like, I loved it. Yeah, that's one of the complaints that I had is that it was not a lot happened. And, like, I do, like, I have been engaged. Like, I mean, Blade Runner 2049, two hours and 40 minutes. And I loved every Not a lot happens in that one until the end. Probably yeah. because I've also loved the first one. And I just was going to love that one no matter what. But this one, it was, it probably could have been cut down a little bit. And it still would have had the same effect. Yeah, but, but it's just also, like all of his movies, like Blade Runner twenty four and nine could have also been cut down. I understand that, but yeah, he doesn't make short it, movies outside of maybe Enemy is the shortest. That's like an hour and a half, but that's yeah, Enemy was totally, short. Sicario totally was different. Two hours. Yeah, um, I I agree with you. It could be a little bit shorter, but also like because this is the first movie in a franchise, like there could be stuff that popped up that might not have been very big in this one. That could it's be true. huge in the se- in the second. It's one. possible. So. Uh, I mean, if that happens, I would assume you'd have to raise your your score. Maybe I do try and look at every movie like individually. I get that. Without like even like if it's a sequel or like the first movie in a series, I try and look at each one like individually. I do that and with, then go uh, from there. But it the, is entirely possible that if I see the second one, I'll like this one way more. I, I do that with uh, with the Deathly Hallows Part One. Like obviously, it's, it's an incredibly important movie, but on its own, it's a boring Harry Potter movie. Honestly, I, I but I it's still it. it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a long road trip movie. I, I I like it. Granted, I gave that movie like an eighty. Uh, so I mean, you're not you're not gonna hear me say anything bad about the Harry Potter films, but yeah, I I get I totally understand what you're saying, but I also I don't think you could make this movie any better. No, like, this is the best version of Dune. Yeah, no, I don't think that anybody could have done it better. At least from what I saw in the original not a, one. No, not a single director which, could make a better movie. But I also think no. this is the best version of this that will ever be. Like, there's no way. Granted, I doubt they're, they'll redo Dune because that's such a tall task. There's no way there could oh, be a movie better than that. Probably like 30 years or something like that. They'll, I don't know. It took them 40 run like, to do the. Hollywood uh, will run out of again. ideas again and they'll reboot it. They'll, I don't know. Will do we see again. another Denis Villeneuve in 30 years? Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of old, you know, uh, directors are getting younger and younger, so it could be. Then again, we have people like Ridley Scott still making movies. He's like, hell yeah. Fucking eight, 88 years old. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about Clint Eastwood, 90 year old man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ridley Scott's almost 90. Right, a couple old guys. He's like eighty-eight, maybe. He's I could be dead wrong. Let me see. Looked up Timothy Chalamet age. Let's see what Ridley Scott is. Oh, he's eighty-three. That was close. He looks great for eighty-three. He looks fantastic. Well, this is that must be a lot older of a film. Staying busy. Two movies coming out this year. I know, and we're very excited for the second one. So, yeah, Last Duel was very good. No one saw it, but it was very. Good. Nobody saw that movie. I think the movie no. made like five million dollars. If that movie came out twenty years ago, it'd be a huge hit. I mean, yeah, you can say yeah, say that. So, um, where does this movie rank in your Denis films? Because you've seen what six? 
seven. I've seen seven. Seven, yeah. and I've seen six, maybe. Yeah, because I don't think you've seen Insomnies yet. No, that's. I think that's the only one you have ahead of me. Yeah. Um. So this, keep in mind, I have it at eighty-nine, but it falls at six out of seven, which just shows how good I think the other movies are. I have it right behind Insomnies and ahead of Enemy. Yeah. So. So go one to seven then. So one, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, obviously. Yep. Then Arrival second, third, Sicario, Prisoners four, Ansandis five, Dune six, and Enemy seven. Okay, so I'll be. We both have Blade Runner number one. I then have Prisoners two. Um, and then I think I have Dune, then Arrival, then Sicario, then Enemy way below because I didn't like <laughs> enemy as much as he did because again really rude spiders classic way too many spiders in that film so I fucking hated it I will say that I do the biggest issue I had with this movie was that I didn't all of like the big moments of like consequence made me feel nothing like I didn't like I was never concerned about like any of the characters is that like because that. Like, I was never like the characters never really like I was never invested in any of them. They, 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 there wasn't a lot of like emotion in this movie, which was kind of disappointing. I think I, I can agree with you to an extent, but also it's the first movie of a, of a, of a franchise. Like, do you ever fall it's in love true, with a character in the first like, movie? No, but the movie's two and a half hours long, so I feel yeah, like I know, but there's so many that characters that time, it, yeah. I mean, like I Timothy Talon was on screen for almost the whole movie. I, like I, I love her. In, invested for I, some I, reason. I, I was. Him and, and it's the first time I've ever really cared about Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson's the best, dude. She's awesome. I hated her in Greatest Showman. So. She's awesome in Mission Impossible. She's so good. I haven't seen that. I think there's another thing I've seen her in, but I don't remember what it was. She was in Reminiscence, which is unfortunate because that movie sucked. Yep, she loves being with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, who wouldn't be? That's a fair point. He could be in yeah. this movie. He could. Maybe he'll be in part two. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he'll be the emperor. I don't know. I don't know how old the emperor's. How old the emperor supposed to be? I have no idea. Was he not in the first one, or not in nineteen eighty? He was. Version? Who was he I played by? No, I have no idea. Oh, I, have no was idea. An I only recognize a few of the cast members from Dune. Patrick Stewart was in it. Yep, I know. Pat- he's Oscar Isaac's character, correct? Uh, he's Josh Brolin's character. Josh Brolin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah very, <laughs> I know the yeah. guy. A little different. The main guy I know is, if you've ever seen How I Met Your Mother, he is the captain. Uh, And then he's also in um, Twin Peaks. I don't know the actor's name, but it's that guy. He's he's (laughs) Timothy Chalamet's character. Um, And I don't know who. uh, That's all I know from those two. Because, again, I watched... Uh, I walked into Matt's room maybe like a month or two ago and he was watching the old Dune and he's like 45 minutes into it and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I didn't understand anything that was, that was happening. <laughs> it's like, I'm there were so a bunch confused. Of, like, every now and then you just hear people whisper, the spice melange. Yep, the, the spice. spice. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Very, very I strange watched movie. the, I did watch the scene um, that it was Timothy Chalamet and Josh Brolin's fight with like their practice, which was incredible. Oh, it's a little, a little different in the 1984. I watched it in the 1984. <laughs> they looked like uh, they had like Minecraft armor around them. Yeah, 
Yep. It looked awful. It looked it looked a little different. And then seeing it in this version, I'm like, oh my god, what a night and day. Yeah, the, the <laughs> shields that they had in '84 uh, were a little tad different. Yeah, and in this one, it was way cooler. So, yeah. Oh, well, this movie I just, didn't have Sting. So I got we don't know that yet. There's that. a second one coming out. <laughs> I think Sting is the guy who plays the Emperor's nephew. Correct. I think so. I think that's who he was. Okay, I so I've forgotten so much about that movie. And I, I only saw it a week ago. So let's do a little casting right now. Let's follow the rules of they have to get a Sting, someone like Sting. So does that lead to to play the nephew of the Emperor? And that leads to me. Do you think it could be Harry Styles? That oh. would make sense. He's kind of the same age as Timothy Chalamet. That's true. Might be a little oh, maybe. Harry Styles is a good actor. Harry Styles is hot in the streets right now in terms of acting. He's 27. He's two years older. He's oh, in that, that would... new Olivia Wilde movie. Is That's that coming out, out in a few year? years? No, not, oh, not a few years. It's coming out next year. Well, he, they're dating, aren't they? Yeah, that's how they start dating. Yeah. Don't worry, darling, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Corn pews in it. She dumped my guy Jason Sudeikis for that. Well, I, I would also dump Jason Sudeikis. Just, shut up. Let's be real. No. Let's be that's, real here, Alex. That's a Come huge age gap, too, between the two of them. Age. Jason Sudeikis might be 50. Harry Styles, 27. Age is just a number. I hate. After watching Ted Lasso, I don't know if, you, I don't know if you'd say that. To, because Jason Sudeikis is like the greatest human on earth. Okay? I don't know, man. Harry Styles, he's really hot. Don't like be judgmental. Trump, I feel like looks Trump personality. No, don't be judgmental, Kyle. Be curious. That's <laughs> so, all right. Well, final thoughts on Dune. I don't, do you have anything else? Don't watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, go see this. Doing it a major disservice. Yeah, unless you have a massive TV and great sounds. Uh, yeah, and like an like awesome surround sound system, then you can watch it. If you home. have that, go for it. Watch it, watch it at home. But if you it's, don't, Watch it in the theaters. It's worth eight dollars. So, yeah, don't watch it on watch, your laptop. You can watch anything else on HBO Max. Go watch uh, Succession. <laughs> that's the only thing else I know. What that's on HBO right now. Curb. So. New season of Curb. Oh yeah, Curb just started too. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Matthew and I, we watched Dune Sunday after the Bears Buccaneers game, which uh, I I don't know how that ended. So, um, <laughs> so we. <laughs> After that game ended, which I don't know what the score was. It was probably, it was probably a pretty close game. Um, we went and saw Dune. We came home, and it was like 11-something. Like, I texted you after, um, but I think you were asleep. So I, I texted you, and then I, we got home like maybe 11.30, and we watched Succession, the new episode of Succession. And then, Matt's, and then I went to bed, and then Matt stayed up and watched Curb. And he was like, dude, it was a long fucking day for me. <laughs> it was- yeah, Curb wasn't on until like 10.40. Well, yeah, because Succession is 9 to 10. Or yeah. 8 to 9. One of the two. So. Yeah, Curb's on late. Yeah, because it's, it's, again, when it comes to the priorities in HBO, uh, Succession reigns supreme over everything. Because it's amazing. And Adrian Brody's coming up, so I can't wait. Oh, Adrian Brody's in the show now? He, uh, yeah, he was cast, and then uh, Alexander Skarsgård is also cast Ooh. in the show. Yeah. Got some big old names. They had a... Uh, because, like, every season they get someone decent. Last, last season they had uh, the guy who played 
the villain, well, was supposed to be the villain in Wonder Woman. Um, he was also in X Men Origins. What's that guy's name? You know his face. I know who he is. I know. I he know was he was in Succession, uh, season two for a bit. He was really good. Uh, but yeah, it was. It, they're getting some some big names, and Adrian Brody is like like Harry Styles. He's getting hot in the streets right now. Like he's gonna he's getting cast he's, in a few he's, things. He's getting brought back. He's not just in Wes Anderson movies anymore. Yeah, he'll be Pat Riley in the uh, Showtime Lakers documentary for HBO. I forgot about that. I cannot wait for that. They lost Bo Burnham as Larry Bird, but again, I don't care. Jason Siegel is someone in the Bus family, I think. That sounds awesome to me. I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. I don't remember. I think it's Adam McKay as well. It is Adam McKay. Yeah. yeah. God, who can't wait for that, dude? That's going to be amazing. So. Okay, um, do you want to get to a sci-fi movie draft? I sure do. I'm going to dominate this draft. Oh, okay. So, let me randomize. So, we'll do five sci- uh, science fiction movies. Uh, no superhero movie, obviously. Yes. And then, I don't know, do you have any animated movies? No. Okay. I didn't either. There was one that, I could arg- that you could argue, uh, The Iron Giant. Um, yeah, that just missed out in my. Yeah, it would have been towards the end, but again, I love the Iron Giant. Who doesn't as a kid? It's such a sad movie, uh, yeah, but it's a great sci-fi ending. animated movie. All right, Kyle, Alex, Matt. Randomize. There's a lot that was that's in my top fifteen list, and there's a lot that got left out that I'm kind of disappointed. Well, lucky for you, Kyle, you get the number one pick. Oh, it is easy. you, Matt, me. I am always the last. This is the easiest 1-1 pick of all time. Just write it in, Alex. It's The Empire Strikes Back. Yep, I figured it was. That's the greatest movie ever made and the greatest sci-fi movie ever made. We don't even, yeah, just one of the greatest endings of all time. Very, again, very depressing. Very depressing ending for a sci-fi movie. There would be a theme. Not a lot of happy movies in this draft, I'm sure. It's one of the few movies that the bad guys win. It's awesome. One of the greatest twists in movie history. Yep. Not much else to say about it. It's just I didn't have I just masterpiece. I didn't have it on my list because I knew it would be taken so quickly. Yeah, there's yeah, there is no reason. Um and uh yeah, I mean it's the I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but I, I mean real recognize is real. It's a fantastic movie. So 95 out of 100 for me. I'm sure you have it 100. So I sure do. Yep. Uh, Matthew, to follow you up, has Star Wars A New Hope. Love it. Star Wars 1-2. Let's go. Matthew, I know, prefers A New Hope over Empire. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate that. They're both yeah. great. So I don't have a lot on Star Wars. Uh, so for me to follow that up, Granted, all the Star Wars is taken now, so I don't feel as bad not taking Star Wars on my draft. I'm going to go with Back to the Future. Obviously. It's a great one. Yeah, it's probably the only comedy that will be taken. Um, and it's, again, it's a perfect film, 100 out of 100 for me. It's just, it's the most fun you could have watching a, a sci-fi movie. It's Back to the Future. So Classic characters, Marty McFly, Doc Brown. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute classic. The DeLorean, classic. it's a classic. Yeah. Um, and then for my second pick, I'm sorry, Kyle. I, I knew it wasn't Blade Runner 2049. I knew it wasn't Again, it's another 
those are, I think it's two and three out of my list uh, of all time greatest movies. Yeah, another Denis movie. We might see him a couple more times. It's his, it's his masterpiece. Yeah, two hours and 45 minutes of just fucking awesome shit, dude. Yep. Ryan Gosling, just amazing. Who doesn't love Ryan Gosling? So, yeah, there's, I mean, I will say, and you don't have to watch the original Blade Runner to really understand this. You don't, you should. but you'll appreciate it more. Yeah. Like, I mean, Blade Runner, the first one, is a great movie. It's well, not as good as this so, one. No, but it's awesome. And, yeah, this is another one where watching this movie, it's absolute visual masterpiece. So, especially him walking downtown, like, with all the uh, signs. And, uh, I think it was, was it Vegas? Uh, was, like, are you talking, like, downtown with all of, like, with Anna de Armas's yeah, joy? Yeah, Vegas, talking, right? Vegas is, like, the place that's overran with sand and all that stuff. Oh, right, the, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I haven't watched the movie in, like, a year, so. Coming some slack. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, I believe that. Um, and then Matthew to, again, the top five picks, very obvious for us. Matthew's going with Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> um, that was his number one overall pick. But again, I was like, you're, I mean, you can get it whenever. Uh, but yeah, that was his. I mean, it's to him, it's one of the greatest movies uh, you know ever made. So I, I, Star I, Trek I, guy. I respect it. Matthew, uh, so he gave me 15 movies uh, in case, you know, all of them are drafted or something. There are three Star Trek movies on this list. So, and coming from Kyle and I, who Kyle has only seen the new ones. So yeah, I have seen the three new ones. That's it. And I have seen the first new one. And that's it. I've seen bits and pieces bad. of the old ones, obviously, because my dad is also a massive Star Trek fan. Um, but I have, I mean, I know enough to like, I could follow along but I haven't seen the, you know, beginning to end. So, uh, your, you have two and three coming up here. So my number two, I'm going to go with 2001, a space odyssey. Yep. I figured that one. This, this, you want to talk about a visual masterpiece. This movie came out in 1968. It is a marvel to look at at what Stanley Kubrick was able to do with the technology that he had. He won an Oscar for best visual effects, but it is, that's the only, and one, by the way, that's the only Oscar he's ever won, which is yeah. absurd. He's one of the greatest directors in film history. This is his best movie, in my opinion. And it's, I, it, movie doesn't have a lot of plot. There's a lot of different things going on, but it's visually one of the greatest movies ever made. And Hal 9000 is one of the greatest villains in movie history. Just artificial intelligence gone bad. You gotta, you gotta like that in a sci-fi movie. And that's Matt. Yeah, that's a big part of science fiction is man against machine. So yeah, yeah, it's I great, get that. Great, great movie. I it's not for everybody. But it's, I was. I, uh, I, I always want to like watch it because I've never seen it. Um, and then I always look at the runtime, and it's like two hours and like fifty minutes or something like that. Oh yeah, there is like, dialogue nah. is very sparse. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I don't want to watch that right now. <laughs> I'd rather watch Survivor or something. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a big movie. So, uh, your third pick. My number three, we're going to dip back into the Denis Villeneuve well with Arrival. Yep. This is, I, this is a great, great, great movie. Fantastic performances. A very interesting concept. It 
takes the idea of like alien invasion and it puts a little spin on it with you know trying to understand like trying to communicate with the aliens rather than just invading and trying to take over the world people are trying to these linguistics expert, experts are trying to understand and communicate with the aliens, see exactly what they want. And it's yeah, very it's, uh, compelling and very, it's a very compassionate and emotional movie. It's the most interesting version of Amy Adams teaching two aliens how to talk for two hours. She was great in the movie. She was, I so love good. Jeremy Renner uh, as well. Cause I just think he's just, I, he, he's super charismatic, especially without like, without even like doing anything. I thought he was great in that. So yeah, and uh, I'm not the biggest Amy Adams fan like you, but yeah, she was. Uh, she's my she favorite was outstanding. actress working right now. I love Amy. Yeah, she was. She was outstanding. Great so, twist. Great twist in the movie as well. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I didn't think yeah. that was a movie about twists. Like I didn't think that would be a mystery nope. at all. Nope. And then it happened, and I'm like, hang on, <laughs> what? I was playing video games during it too, and uh, and then all, like it started to like be confusing, and then I like pause the game. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like whoa what <laughs> all time great twist great twist yeah won't spoil it because it's a great movie and it's on hulu so people need to watch this so um matthew is going with what used to be maybe for like a decade was his favorite movie of all time i don't know if you know it but it's the 1968 planet of the apes oh i like that he loved all of the the beginning of uh like the first versions the 60s and 70s classic he loved those movies and i had only seen the original planet of the apes yeah uh i didn't see like the other three sequels um but yeah i mean i forgot who directed that one but uh yeah it's charlton heston that argue you could argue is best because that's one of the most iconic science fiction movies of all time and it uh spawned one of the best uh reboots of all time as well so and Again, you could, it's got like, obviously it looks like the worst special effects and like costuming ever, but you know, in 1968, humans wearing decent ape uh, costumes, riding a horse looked very intimidating. <laughs> obviously, obviously you can't compare it to Andy Serkis's performance in the new ones, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they're, they're great movies. So I won't argue with that. Um, what is my next one? Oh, again, we're going old school, but I'm going E.T. Oh, E.T. is great. Uh, it's, this is like the quintessential science fiction movie from like the 80s for me. Um, it's just, I mean, dude, it's E.T. Like, I mean, you can't, it's hard to be better than E.T. Like, I have it as a, a 98 out of 100. It's, dude, it's fucking E.T. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. And it's one of those movies that like you could just always watch with your dad. Like, it's a great time, like, dad movie to watch. Great John Williams score. It is. It is. And it's one of the most iconic posters of all time as well. Yeah. With, uh, what the fuck's the kid's name? Elliot, uh, riding the bike, uh, in front of the moon. Drew Barrymore. I think that was her first movie as well. Yeah, very, very young Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Okay, my next pick. What do I want to do? I have two sequels here that I want to take. I'll go Aliens. Duh. Aliens is awesome. It's better than Alien, which again is we might see on this list on this draft. I agree. They I do think that they are two completely like different types of movies. Like Alien mm-hmm. is 
a horror movie like it's a sci-fi horror movie and then aliens is like just a straight up action movie yeah and it has in my opinion maybe the greatest science fiction character of all time in, in ripley yeah sigourney weaver is is awesome her, her, her relationship with her and newt in that movie is, yeah. is great that's a movie michael I, bean I, I, shout out michael bean love him yeah I, those that's always a franchise i want to rewatch again uh, uh the first two are the only ones worth it that's I fair. watched Alien 3 and it was Well, awful. somebody famous directed Alien 3, right? It was David Fincher. Was David Fincher movie. did Alien 3, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Because Ridley Scott did the first two. No, Ridley Scott did the no, first one. No, he did the James first Cameron one. Cameron did, uh, James Cameron did the second one. Thank you. Yeah, because I, I was going to throw James Cameron in there, but I forgot which one he was. So, yeah, Aliens. Fucking awesome action science uh, sci-fi movie. Um, Great Matt, technical special effects for uh, the yes, time, too. Yes. A lot of the practical, which, was, which is always nice to see. Yep. Um, Matthew, <laughs> I love his list. He goes from Planet of the Apes 1968 to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I totally agree with him. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the best Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, no argument there. Um, and it's just, it, dude, it's, I really like War for the Planet of the Apes. I think that's really good. It's a great, great conclusion. It is, but I mean, Dude, it's got, I mean, there's a scene, Kyle, in Dawn, where it is Koba on horseback holding an LMG while shooting it. Like, it's true. On horseback, jumping through fire. Like, it's one of the coolest things ever. Like, this is just, an, like, a badass movie. And Gary Oldman is uh, awesome in this one as well. When I mean, when is he not? Um, so It's just, dude, it's so cool. It's such a badass movie. And it's, it's really good. Like, I think I have it as a 96 or 97 out of 100. These are some high scores for movies. So, like, I think the lowest... That's a Star Wars. I mean, I don't care for Star Wars. This is Arrival, probably, is the lowest. So, um, your four and five. Oh, also, hang on. Do you think this... Because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes really asked this question. Do you think Andy Serkis should be nominated for like best actor when he does like mocap like this and the voice of, I think he should have, you can make a case. He should have been nominated for war for the planet of the apes. I think that was his best uh, performance as Caesar was in that movie. I haven't rewatched that one. I saw that in theaters. And I saw it one other time after, but I haven't seen that in, you know, since it came out damn near, I've seen Don like five or six times, but I mean, I think he like. I think if you do mocap in like the voice in a movie, I think you should be nominated for like you should be considered. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I didn't know. If, I agree with know, that. I mean, it's still acting. Also, I don't know how I could be any of the people like playing a real person watching this like sixty-year-old guy like hobble around like a monkey like with a tennis ball above him. Like, I don't know if I could do that without like breaking character like immediately. Well, so that's, props why, to for, that's why those people are paid to act and we are not. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's just, have you ever seen like behind the scenes footage of like those yeah, movies? Yeah, goofy looking. It's so bizarre and funny. Like it's hilarious to look at. It's just Andy Serkis on like all, on all fours, like with crutches doing his stuff. So, all right. Uh, four and five for you, Kyle. This is where it gets tough because I have three movies I want to take here. Mm-hmm. And I only have two choices. So I got to think, do I want to take what I think is best or should I go with personal favorites? 
I know I have that with the next two. Uh, I will. I am going to take Mad Max Fury Road because I have to take that because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And you're welcome for telling you that's a sci-fi movie. It's incredible. I just never think of it as a sci-fi movie. I always think of it as like an action movie. But if you guys are going to throw it in a sci-fi category, I will gladly take it. Yeah. So I am currently in a film genres class, and uh, two weeks ago we started sci-fi, which was great. Um, and the like we had to read like this big like article about like uh, science fiction movies and the guy talks about post-apocalyptic like he he talks a lot about he mentions Mad Max Fury Road but he talks mostly about like the day the earth stood still so they're all in there and uh, like the whole thing is just I don't know like a break from reality I guess is sci-fi really and you could do fantasy as well but it's like a break from reality and then also Man against machine, man in their relationship with machines. Those are like the two big things in sci-fi. So that's why well, Mad Max Fury Road counts. Yeah, if it falls into that category, I'll take it because it's a damn near flawless movie. It's pretty great, isn't it? So Nicholas Hole is my favorite part of the movie. I know Charlize Theron is is incredible. Yeah, Nicholas Hole is part. awesome in that movie. So he's he has that scene where he's like oh he's like uh what a beautiful day or it was like what a day what a beautiful beautiful day what a day what a lovely day lovely day there it is yeah it's a great great movie so uh and your last pick oh shit um i'll take terminator 2 judgment day all right thank you that was one of the ones i was arguing with makes my decision a lot easier yeah it was i was toss it between that and inception but i'll go with terminator 2 judgment day it's a classic i feel like it I, is. I got i had to buy it's the best terminator yeah, yeah it is they're both the first two are both great i haven't seen any of the other ones because i don't care i feel the, i feel like i've seen the two that i need to see but yeah the great uh one of the greatest sequels ever um kind of turned the idea of the first movie on its head where arnold was a bad guy and then he becomes the hero in this movie Robert Patrick is a great villain. Oh my god, he's so scary! I believe is what his uh, yeah. Terminator is. Yep. Yeah, very, very uh, intimidating and creepy and scary. He ran. He runs really fast in that movie. He learned how to uh, shoot a gun with your uh, without blanking. Did you know that? I believe it. Yeah, he had to that, like learn that. It. Yeah, because every time you shoot a gun, you're going to blink because of the recoil and everything. He learned how to shoot a gun without blanking because he does not blink in the whole movie. Dedication. Obviously, because he's a robot, um, and Arnold can get away with it because he has, he wears sunglasses. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. And then um, Matthew, with his last pick, goes with what I think of as the quintessential sci-fi movie of like the 2010s, uh, and that's The Martian. This okay. movie is on TV every yeah, day. Sure is. That's a very FX movie. And, and but again. Every time it's on TV and I see it, I have to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it's it's so good that you're just like, all right, the Martian's on. This is what I'm going to be doing for the next bit. So, I it's I it's my favorite Matt Damon movie. It's I mean I don't know if it could it could be for most people. So, I it's just it's another one where it's an absolute massive cast. Where like Childish Gambino or Donald Glover is like the seventh person on the uh, like down, and he has like. 10 minutes of screen time obviously he's incredible during those 10 minutes but the fact that donald glover is like seventh on the movie is incredible yeah it's a loaded cast 
Yeah, Jeff Daniels is great. And then Kristen Wiig is fantastic. Um, Benedict Wong is very good. What else am I missing? Michael Pena, uh, Sebastian Stan, Kate Jessica Mara. Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Thank you. She's the lead. I forgot who the lead was. <laughs> I'm not missing anybody, am I? I don't think oh, so. Oh, Chiwetel Ejiofor? Oh, yeah, he's in it for a lot. Yep, yep. He's kind of like in charge of NASA, ain't he? <laughs> so... Yeah, it's, it's The Martian. A lot of people have seen that one. So, um, And then for me, uh, it's a pick. You, you probably know I'm going to pick it. I'm going to choose her. Yeah. I like love this movie. It's my favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie. And I think he's just absolutely incredible in it. It's, I mean, I don't know. If you haven't seen her, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with a phone. Um. And it's not it's, just any phone. It's, it's Scarlett Johansson. Johansson Scarlett Johansson does voice the, the phone. It's, um, it is the most engaging movie about phone sex ever. I, I can concur with that. It's so cool. And it takes place in the future. And like, even, uh, like it, it doesn't seem like a sci-fi movie until you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, it is. Because it's, it takes place in the future where technology is like taken over everything. And it's not even like, She's not even like just a phone. She's just like, she's like a phone, Siri, Alexa, like your Google Nest. It's like all in like one thing. And so like he just talks to her and she just has like full on conversations back. And it's like, it's not a very long movie, but like maybe like the first like hour, you're just like, I'm having a blast watching this movie. Like you feel good for him. Like you want him to fall in love with the phone, which is a weird thing you never thought you'd say. And then you get sucker punched in the gut. And then you do because, again, he's falling in love with a phone uh, instead of a real person. Who was who was it? There's Kristen Milioti is in the movie, but who was the other woman? It was, no, it was Rooney Mara. It was Rooney Mara who was his ex, and then Olivia Wilde was – he went on a date with her. I thought Kristen Milioti was in the movie. Wasn't he her, she her friend, his friend? No, Amy Adams is uh, his friend. Oh, you're right. I really thought Chris Pratt's in this movie. Yeah, he's like the receptionist dude where he works with his greeting cards. Right, right. I didn't watch this movie. I don't even know his greeting cards, but Brian Cox is in this movie. I love Brian Cox. He's in Succession. Plays Logan Roy. Shout out Succession. So, um, yeah, it's dude. Her is incredible movie. So, I, I, I mean. If it was in my, if it was favorite, this would be two on my list, maybe. So, but again, it's best and it was fifth on my list. Um, honorable mentions, though, Ex Machina. We've talked about that way too much on this podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah, not much else to say, but it's, it's great. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park, um, Dune, mentioned Dune. Um, and then uh, I also had Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, that just missed out. It yeah. just missed out. That would have been my next pick after uh, Terminator. Really? Uh, no, actually, after Inception, and then it would have been uh, Eternal Sunshine. But yeah, oh, that's yeah. A, that's up there for one of my top ten sci-fi movies. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Matthew also had Alien. Uh, Star yep, Trek that was, Six. I had that on there. Yeah, Alien. Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Never heard of it. Uh, Ghostbusters. I can't believe we didn't talk about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I fucking love Ghostbusters, dude. Um, Star Trek First Contact. This is the end of his Star Trek. Uh, Snowpiercer and then Sunshine. 
which he loves Sunshine. I haven't seen that, but I've heard really great things about that one. So um, I also want to shout out Interstellar. That's another one like uh, like Dune or Arrival or Blade Runner. Like, watch that in theaters. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that was a great movie to see in theaters. It was it was very loud when it had to be. I guess, but yep. it was the, the the nice like that. Gravity was another one of my honorable mentions. Seeing that in theaters, I have like to watch that silence, Yeah, silence of space. It was an incredible experience in the theaters to to watch that movie. But yeah, it's, I, I love that movie. Yeah, I have to watch uh, Gravity by Monday for class. So it's it's so good. I hopefully have enough time. Sunday, maybe. It's not a very long movie, so thank God. That's like an hour and a half. Yeah but I don't have a whole lot of time this weekend. Maybe tonight I'll watch. I don't know. I got to catch up on some shows. Uh, what else do you have, honorable mention-wise? Uh, I had the original Blade Runner. Uh, yep. Terminator. That would be right behind... Uh, Eter- oh, no. I would have Interstellar and then Eter- uh, Blade Runner. So. A Terminator, um, Annihilation. It's a Natalie, a Natalie Portman movie. Yep. Uh, directed by the same person who directed uh, Ex Machina. I thought that was I thought it was a very good movie, and then a rec- a very recent movie that I really really love uh, is Oxygen, which uh, I think I gave it ninety four out of a hundred. Yeah, you. Did I not think I told you about, about this one. movie. Yep. It was it's a French sci fi movie, but it's the entire movie. It's like a bottle film where it's the entire movie is the uh, the main character is stuck like in this cryogenic chamber. And she's woken up too early and only has like an hour of oxygen left. So it's the entire movie is about her trying to get out, and it's very suspenseful. And there's obviously there's it cuts back between flashbacks and stuff like that. So it's not just her in the in the little the little tube the entire time, but it's very anxiety inducing. And there's a nice uh, a nice clever twist in the middle of the movie as well. And I I think it's excellent. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of claustrophobia. Um... So yeah, this won't be for you, I don't man. think that I don't think it'd be for me. There's it's also very, a Ryan Reynolds movie that's similar to that where he's like buried alive. I would hate very that. Anxiety inducing. Yeah, I, it's not for me. I can't do that. Um, I will say, <clears throat> if people want to go like sci-fi comedy, there's a lot of those. One I highly suggest. I don't think you've seen this, but I think you would like it. It's right up your alley. Uh, is a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, it's from Colin Trevorrow, who made. Jurassic World. That's a sci-fi movie. It's about uh, time travel. So no shit. Um, it is star-studded cast. Aubrey Plaza, Mark Duplass helped write it as well. Who's a fantastic writer on films. He was the main guy in uh, the league. Um, Mark Duplass, Jake Johnson, the guy who plays um, Del Pinder in Deadpool. He's also in huh. it. Uh, Kristen Bell, Jeff Garland. Like it's. It's a really funny movie um, where Mark Duplass thinks that the FBI is following him because he's trying to build the time machine. Um, and Jake Johnson plays, uh, he writes for a newspaper and wants to do a story on him. But like, he obviously wants to make fun of the guy where Aubrey Plaza is like, well, we'll talk to him and like you know, do all that stuff. So it's a very funny movie. There's that uh, really good. I think it's on Netflix and it's, again, it's really short. It's 86 minutes long. <laughs> so there's that. You have uh, Galaxy Quest, which I love. Uh, Alan Rickman at damn near his best. Um, and Sigourney Weaver as well. You have the Austin Powers movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'll count that as sci-fi. Spaceballs. Uh, and Spaceballs Bill and, is funny. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you want sci-fi 
comedy, those are all really good movies. I, I like Bill and Ted's might not be for everyone. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really, really fun movie. Uh, but again, Kyle, I think you'd like safety, not guaranteed a lot. So I think that's right up your alley. Where like the humor's not, humor's not, I mean, it's 86 minutes long. It's an hour and 25 minutes. So, you know, you can't really, it's not a waste of your time. And who doesn't love Jake Johnson just being Jake Johnson? Everybody loves that. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun movie. So I had that. Um, anything else we missed? I don't think so. I think we covered everything pretty much. Okay, good. Because I have a complaint or a grievance that's, that happened about three hours ago. Right before filming. I got a text at work saying that my card has been, uh, there was a fraudulent charge on it. Uh oh. $120 to Chipotle. Oh, Kyle, shit. I didn't even go to Chipotle today. Uh-oh. I haven't been in about a week and a half. <laughs> so that blows. Yeah, that's so, not good. Got to cancel yeah. all your, your credit card now. Uh, thank God First Source sends text and it's like, hey, reply yes if this was you. No, and then we'll stop it. So I, I said no pretty quickly. Um, and then they gave me a call and I'm like, I already said no to this. Like, we already <laughs> We don't need to talk on the phone. Yeah, no. Um, so that's really annoying. So uh, I'll have updates on that. Luckily, the f- fraud department or whatever it is <laughs> works like, you know, 24-7. You know, you know, so that's really annoying that I got to deal with that. And then like, oh, I hate doing this. Like, this is like the third time that's happened to me. What am I really? doing? Yeah. I never had that happen to me. I say that it's... now and it'll probably happen in like two weeks, but. I... To Chipotle? Who spent $120 to Chipotle? They must have been very hungry That's a lot of food. They, they wanted to like... stock up on burritos. That's like 13 or 14 meals at Chipotle. And they wanted to stock up. I don't know if that really reheats all that well. Apparently, it not, maybe it does. We just don't know. It's true. I just eat it all in one sitting. Yeah. So no, no. I better get Chipotle. I better get, get free Chipotle out of this or something, or else I'm a. At the very least, I think that's what you're entitled to. At least, yeah, 120 dollars worth of Chipotle. I agree. So yeah, that's really annoying, and uh, I wish I had more, but again, it happened like three three hours ago. So I'll I'll have more for next week's episode, but God, very I'm very so, inconvenient. Oh, I don't even want to deal with it. Is the thing too? That's really what like I like getting a new card. It takes like a couple days. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like that's really it. My dad works in a bank. He should be. They should just go to him. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, um, just go to my banker. Yeah, my personal banker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's my financial manager. Um, do you have anything? Anything that bugged you? You're in inventory no, week. So I do have inventory be... week, which does suck. Um, but nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. I no complaints. No complaints here. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I guess I could say to to segue a little bit. I did tweet this out. Um, I did get a new job working uh, in sports journalism with uh it's a newish website it's been out for like maybe two months or something like that it's called ultimate sports network um where i will be writing about the white Sox, bears and celtics so they're allowing me to write about my favorite teams um which is great so uh i will be posting there weekly 
Um, if you want to, so it's a subscription based website, like the, uh, like the athletic where you have to like subscribe and, uh, mm-hmm. you can read most of it. Um, I think it's like $9 a month, but I have like, they give me a, a promo code and I tweeted it out. Uh, it should be my pinned tweet. So if you go to my, uh, Twitter, uh, the promo code is there. You get like two bucks off or something like that every month. So it's like seven bucks a month or something like that to read all my stuff. So if you want to show your guy some love, you know, get with his new, you know, trying to start uh, writing uh, officially for my career. This would be a great start. And you can uh, read. I already have one article up. I did. Uh, I recapped the Bears Buccaneers game. Oh, so you, yikes. Yeah. You can read uh, <laughs> how much I enjoyed that game. <laughs> um, and it's obviously, I mean, if you enjoy listening to the podcast and like me suffer through being a Bears fan, I, t- I mentioned everything in the article. Like there's going to be some humor in there. Like, I'm not going to be real stiff writing. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited for it. Uh, so if you want to show me some love, I'll have to I'll check have to out my check out my Twitter. Get, get me a subscription, I guess. Yeah, uh, I would. I do suggest if you do want to subscribe, do it on a laptop or like desktop or everything on oh. like the phone. Like it just like. You know how like it scrunches a little bit on the phone. Yeah, you can. It like, scrunches a line where you can't like use the promo code, uh, or like it says oh, it there, scary. but it doesn't like uh, it doesn't like underline it or something like that. So uh, if you do it, like it, you can very clearly see, like, hey, do you have a promo code? You just click that and then you type it in, then you're good. Um, but they're giving me a logo, <laughs> um, so, and uh, I did tell him that we about this pot the CEO about the podcast, and he said I could post there as well. So this could be posted on their website as well, um, as well as Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, and I don't know if anybody listens on anything else. <laughs> um, so we'll have, you know, that'll be there. And if you want to see more detailed stuff that if I don't cover everything on like a NFL recap, it'll be in the, uh, like I'll probably recap every Bears game, maybe every Bears game, unless something happens for the White Sox or Celtics. Uh I, you know, I'll talk about that because that'll probably be better than talking about the Bears. At least, you know, for right now. Although the Celtics lost last night, so Jalen Brown is stuck. Nah, he could I not shoot. I can't relate to losing right now. The problem with the Celtics right now, it, like, obviously it's a brand new team. Like, outside of the starting lineup, like, well, even Al Horford was on the team last two years. But outside of the starting lineup, like, everybody's new. Um, like, the Bulls, like, like we don't have, like, both yeah, of our teams did it. Yeah, it's winning. true. You've also played dog shit teams yeah but the bulls last year wouldn't have won any wouldn't have won those games they'd be like no. two and two right now or one and three um so i i get it it's a brand new team like we're two and three there's you know 70 something games left like i'm not worried um but they have the celtics have had one game where Jalen brown and jason tatum both shoot well it's not that like like uh like opening night jason tatum still played really good defense and Jalen brown last night played really good defense like he had to guard bradley beal like that's a tough task. It's just they didn't shoot well either. That, and that's just if the if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can shoot well together on the same game, we're damn near unstoppable. Granted, unless we play like the Nets and they all like their big guys shoot out lights out as well because they're just better. But although James Harden has been awful, have you seen James Harden this year? I think he's hurt, isn't he? No. So there was like a new rule implemented. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Where like you can't just, jump into a foul shooting. A yeah, three. which essentially just targeted James Harden. 
and he's averaging like 15 points a game or something like that. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's been, and he averages like seven turnovers or something like that. He's been garbage. And obviously, Kevin Durant's been really good, and they're missing Kyrie Irving, which is a whole nother thing. But yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's weird that the <laughs> that the Bulls and Knicks are the only two. Or no, it's the Bulls and the is the Bulls and Knicks are the only undefeated teams? No, no the Knicks lost in the. Metric. It's the Bulls and the Jazz. It might be those two. The only the two undefeated teams. They might. They they could be. I mean, the Jazz are really good anyway. So. Uh, yeah. The Warriors. The Warriors. Warriors that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, the Jazz still are. So yeah, I know it's the too. Bulls. Okay, so Bulls, Jazz, Warriors. Number one in the Eastern Conference, only undefeated team. That's great. We play the Knicks tonight, though. This it's a game between like that'll be a great whoever, game. Yeah, whoever wins, their fan base is gonna be like, "Oh my God, we're gonna win the whole thing." Like we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna go to the finals just because like well, you saw the videos of like the Knicks fans like losing. Oh, their when, shit they be, when they beat after the Celtics, they yeah yeah they lost their minds and they're after they beat they, the Celtics by four in overtime. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they're off to a hot start. The Bulls are off to a hot start. Both fan bases are very passionate about their teams, so this will give them some juice. I will say if the if the uh, Knicks are shooting like they did, uh, um, if they're uh, they shot like they do against the Celtics. Like RJ Barrett couldn't miss a three, or Evan Fournier couldn't miss a three. Uh, you are in for a long, long game. Possibly, or they could shoot like they did against the Magic when they lost. Do you know anybody on the Magic? Uh, no, I just know that they're terrible. I think Mo Bamba is on the Magic still. So. Our guy Devin Kennedy is on the Magic. Is he? Went, went to high school. He yeah, he's no, he's not healthy, but he, they signed him to like the roster. Like, he's on the G League. He was a G League Finals MVP, so that was cool. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. Yeah, so they signed him to it. I mean, because he balled out, and the Magic aren't very good anyway. Uh, Oh, no, they have a – don't they have your guy, Wendell Carter Jr.? Oh, yeah, they do. We gave him to him for Vucevic. Yep. And then – Their best player. Yeah. They had someone else, too. Oh, the – Super religious guy. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, yeah. The preacher. He's on the magic as well. And Wolf. I think... What's the Wolf. other... The, the dunker guy. There's a guy that... Um, he play, He won a dunk the contest dunker. for the Raptors. Um, God. Hey, if I'm you're go- talking about Aaron Gordon, he's not on the team anymore. No. It's not Aaron... No, he's on the Nuggets. Oh, shit. He has a short last name. This is going to kill me. I'm looking it up right now. Orlando. The Bulls play the Knicks tonight, and then they play the Jazz on Saturday. Oh, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony are on the... Marco Fultz. Oh, Terrence Ross is the guy I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Marco Fultz. Robin Lopez. Michael Carter-Williams. <laughs> There's a lot of like guys on this team. Franz Wagner from Michigan last year. Uh, Moe's brother, former Bull and Celtic, Mo Wagner. Jalen sucks. So he went four or five, right? I think in the draft. I don't know. I'm still get. I'm still getting the, like the everybody on each team. So I'm slowly getting back into it. It's difficult. It's not as difficult for you to get into the NBA because your team you can just watch them. Uh, it's hard watching a team in Boston play every day. I get that with. Uh... The Yankees and the Chargers. It's, yeah. It's tough. Although I do have MLB.TV, so I can watch every Yankees game. But Chargers is a little tougher. I get that because, obviously, we're baseball first. 
Like I would do that if I lived like in California, if I was still a White yeah. Sox fan. And the season's longer, so I can justify like paying yeah. for that MLB TV so I can watch all 162 games rather than like spend a bunch of money on NFL Sunday ticket just to watch the Chargers play 16 times or I guess 17 times now. In a yeah, season. and I could understand uh, paying to watch every Celtics game because it's a lot of fun to just like sit like like I have a TV in my room where I just sit on my bed and just watch the Celtics. I could do that like, you know, eight o'clock at night every night. But NBA, like, I, I don't know what it's called, like League Pass or whatever. I think it is League Pass. It's so expensive. Is it? It's like $25 a month or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's stupid. I was like, no. Like, I think it's like $13 for a season for the MLB or something like that. Or like $20 for is. a season or something like that. I mean, I don't it should not be it month. Like it shouldn't be based on the month for the NBA. That's stupid. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. And it, there's a lot of months. Like they start in like, I mean, they start in October. It ends in like damn near June. I think. Yeah, I think the regular season's done in April. I believe yeah, like well, midway I mean, through April. And the Celtics make the playoffs every year, so I mean, I'd have well, to. Well, who that. knows about this year? Alex. Luckily, luckily, the uh, play, you know every playoff game is on TV, but it's just annoying. Kyle, we're five games into the season. <laughs> Yeah, Calm Bulls down. Make, the Bulls the White Sox started run. one and four this season. Yeah, look how they won ninety four games. Yeah, they made playoffs. So what I'm saying, farther than you, one more games than you. Hey, out of the last two seasons, Kyle, 2020, 2021, White Sox are the best record. Granted, it's by like two games over you guys. That's true. But because I think I don't want to talk about the Yankees. I'm too sad. <laughs> we bring back Aaron Boone. I don't want to get into it. I could oh, I mean, like we're bringing back eighty eight. Your old Tony LaRusso, which I'm yeah, but at least your team won a lot of games. We won one more game than you, right? Yeah, you had that little hot Jesus. streak, and you were in a worse division. My well, God. and you won. I mean, granted, you had like a 13 game winning streak. It's hard to. It's true, but then we went that. two and twelve the next 14 games, so that kind of canceled out. That's fair. I don't know. We had a shit like right after I, the All Star break. I wish we missed the playoffs and Aaron Boone would have not been brought back. Listen, I'm. Crossing my fingers right now, Marcus Semyon comes back. Marcus Semyon comes back. We're going to have to I open mean, that's... Jerry Reinsdorf's going to have to open his paycheck. He has a lot of money. Years. I mean, we just gave we gave Yaz seventy million. We gave Luis Robert seventy five million. We that's just gave Lance Lynn thirty three. Yeah, we don't have to deal with uh, what's it called? Arbitration. Yeah, and uh, like waiting like two weeks or three weeks to, for a rookie to come up or something like that. Like another year. I hate that. So we just give them money straight up, and I like seeing guys get paid. It's it's exciting. So listen, if we have to give Marcus Semyon eighty million dollars, fine with it. We I will second say, baseman really badly. I will say, and this is this will be shocking to hear. I'm starting to turn around on the Yankees maybe signing Carlos Cray and me not hating it because <laughs> he's been lights out. I'm starting to be like, hey, you know what? I feel like I got to put the team first here. Yeah, it's and t- our team stinks, and we needed we need a shortstop. And I would rather have Carlos Correa than Corey Seager. Well, I think Corey Seager is, but I don't know. Corey Seager. Well, we don't need another injury-prone guy on our team. Yeah, let's be real. I would also, like Corey Correa's younger because we need a lefty. And, and I don't know. I feel like they're gonna need. They're gonna be asking for damn near like almost three hundred million dollars. Yeah, they're gonna ask for the moon, especially with what Tatis has gotten paid. I mean, and Lindor. I mean, they've kind of set the market, and I'd rather pay Carlos Correa three hundred million dollars than Corey Seager three hundred million dollars. I mean, granted, I'd also pay 
Trevor Story like forty five million dollars oh, to play nope, second base. Nope, I don't want Trevor Story. I do not want Trevor Story. Listen, ev- everything's going to be better than Cesar Hernandez was last year. Yeah, that was so, a bad trade. I mean, it was better than having. Well, we didn't have Nick Madrigal anymore, so that's true. <laughs> we were. <laughs> I'd rather have like I granted he was great in the playoffs for us, but I'd rather have Trevor Story than Larry uh, Garcia. So. He'll play just, right field I anyway. Don't, I don't. I don't trust Trevor Story. But the White Sox clearly have a number one. Uh, well, we need a number one uh, in the offseason. That's Nicholas Castellanos. I want to get him so bad. That's my that's re- my top priority right there. I really, I really want Carlos Correa just because of the feeling that he brings at shortstop. I mean, no one, no one runs at him. No one runs home on him. No, he's got a he great has, arm. He has a cannon for an arm. Yeah. I have. So this was. Uh, this bugged me too. I don't know if you saw the Silver Slugger uh, nominees. Oh, I did. Kyle, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with this. Why the fuck was Gary Sanchez nominated over Yasmani Grandal? Well, I thought you were talking about uh, DJ LeMahieu being nominated for No, Silver I don't give Slugger. a shit about that. I don't give a shit that about that. That was worse. Kyle, why the fuck was Gary Sanchez nominated and not Yasmani Grandal? Did Yasmani Grandal end up hitting over 200? He hit like 250. What? Yeah, he can't. he was Kyle, hitting he under like, two hundred for like half the year. He hit like three eighty after coming back from uh, injury. Probably because he hit. Uh, he hit almost hit thirty bombs. home runs too. Did he actually? I stopped paying attention to Yasmani Grandal. I just thought he was bad all year. Oh my god, Kyle! He was the best player after the All Star break. He hit two forty. Sorry, he had. Well, he had a nine thirty nine OPS. <laughs> he played yeah. ninety three games. That's OPS why. plus of 157. I don't care, Kyle. Three games, Alex. Yeah, so? He was that's incredible he for those nominated. 93 games. Yeah, that's Kyle, why he, he wasn't nominated. He had 23 home runs. Gary played 117 care. games and had 23 home runs. Wait, you say he played 25 more games than Yasmani Grandal? And that's... Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> played was, more. Did he have more home runs or RBIs than Yasmani Grandal? Uh, he had 23 homers and 54 RBIs. Okay, so Grandal had 23 home runs and 62 RBIs. With a better, probably better batting average, OBP, and slugging. Probably. So, that's annoying. Whatever. Gary stinks. I'm out on Gary Sanchez. I, this, was, this, was a, this was the make or break year. I talked myself into him again at the beginning <laughs> of the season, but he fucking sucks. I was, I was out a little bit on Grandal at the beginning of the year, and then after his second half, I'm like, he's the best catcher in baseball. It's not down my mind, so. I mean, Salvi did quite well but who knows with salvi every year so all right well that's all i've got on this episode so yeah i don't want to talk anymore about the yankees yeah. I'm, just, I'm just i'm getting worked up yeah um next week's episode we might so matthew is going to host trivia he's gonna have it because it only took like 20 25 minutes for trivia so we'll do that after uh nfl recap because i think all three of our teams play uh so We'll do that, and then we'll finish with some trivia again. So I think it'll be you and Max against me this time, and then we'll just like kind of switch and see how everything goes. Uh, I will there. say I'll be, I'll be shocked if there's not a Star Trek question in there from Matt. Uh, <laughs> about Star Trek. I, I, that's yeah. just what I'm expecting at this point. It would be it's all if Star he doesn't Trek. do it, I'll almost be disappointed. It's all Star Trek. It's ten Star Trek or twenty be, Star Trek questions. That'd be hilarious. So. All right. Well, uh, that's all I've got. So we will see you guys next Tuesday. I guess when these come out. So we'll see you later. Later.